0: This episode of Little Bit Leave It is brought to you by Bronwyn Toole for first chairperson of the Lunch Council. Sandwiches made, promises kept. Previously
1: on Little Bit Leave It. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Little Bit Leave It, the podcast where we talk Love Island UK in the USA. My name is Ben and with me, as always, my partner in podcasting and my partner in life, Rebecca.
2: You know, I was going to make fun of the way you said previously, but then I remembered that Ian Sterling's this episode is kind of weird and funny. So it's actually perfect. Hi, everyone. Here I am.
1: And we are so happy to have you, Rebecca, joining all of us. And I'm speaking for, of course, the listening audience, who is also excited about hearing you and your thoughts on the 14th episode of the sixth season of Love Island, UK.
2: That was a lot of words.
1: It was a lot of words. We're speaking very indirectly today, I guess.
2: Okay, so there is a thing that occurs in this 45 minutes of television And the thing that occurs is a thing that was very surprising.
1: What is that thing?
2: I don't know how much longer I can keep that bit up. All right. no, we've
1: got a really exciting episode because Connor's gone. Connor is out of the villa. One of the most dominant personalities, main characters of the season so far in a shock dumping. Well, it's not that shocking because we knew about it at the end of the last episode, but one of the two is going to go and Connor is gone.
2: Yeah. Let's back it up, though. First of all, Laura demands an explanation. Laura is so cold compared to Caroline. I'm sorry. It's a different vibe. And I'm not even saying cold in a bad way, but Caroline would have had a sympathetic smile on her face.
1: Yeah, Laura comes across, you have to tell me why.
2: You can just tell that she's a legit journalist.
1: Yeah, she comes across like an interviewer. So glad we did that deep dive in the last episode.
2: So they're in the sad huddle of picking. Laura's on their case, and they've got a real Sophie's Choice ahead of them, don't they?
1: That is not—is that appropriate? I don't know. It's not Sophie choosing. Sophie—they choose Sophie, right?
2: They have to choose one of their children over the other.
1: I guess that is true in a weird sense. So I thought this was interesting because usually in this situation, each couple gets one vote. In previous seasons, remember— One couple gets a vote. Each couple chooses who they want to save. That's typically how this has gone.
2: And a lot of times they text it in.
1: Right. And they're not allowed to talk to each other. And this one, they have a big group discussion and they make the decision as a group. And the group dynamics are such that what happens? Shauna makes her case for Connor to go and the rest of the group just kind of goes along with it over Callum's objections.
2: Well, first of all, The first time we watched this, I remember that as Shauna telling Callum that this is how it is and we have to vote this way. And I thought it was like you had just said, the couples individually, the couples vote together separately. I didn't remember this as a big group discussion. So watching it, Shauna doesn't seem nearly as much of a bully as she did the first time around.
1: I think that looking at this conversation in isolation, is a mistake because this is the culmination of a campaign over the last six or seven episodes that shauna has been running to really get connor out of the picture for whatever reason and and i think we have i think we agree on why she's doing it but if you go back she's been nice to connor to his face but very mean to him behind his back She's tried to torpedo his reputation with all of the girls. She tried to push Sophie toward Connor with a G and Connor with a G towards Sophie. That didn't work. She's the one who's came up with calling him Little Connor. I think that Shauna has had it in for Connor for a while, and now she finally gets her wish.
2: He's kind of the weakest link, though.
1: I don't think so.
2: And... Obviously, he and Sophie are standing in the way of the money.
1: That's it. You, I think you just hit it there, is that Shauna is in it for the money. She thinks that she and Callum have a real good shot and that their biggest competition right now would be Sophie and Connor.
2: And they did and they were.
1: Yeah, and she got real lucky that the public voted them to the bottom because people found them so annoying, I right. guess.
2: So it's that A, the fact that Sophie and Connor were in there were not all Shauna's fault unless she managed to poison the entire British Love Island watching population, which I strongly doubt.
1: Yeah, I don't think so. Sophie and Connor were at the bottom because they were kind of annoying at points.
2: And on top of that, even though Shauna didn't make that strong of a case, I think they would have followed her regardless of what she had said.
1: Yeah, no, she's the alpha personality of the house. Once she made the case against Connor, then... It was over for Connor. When Mike gave his speech, he was using Shauna's argument, using her words.
2: Yeah, and that's on them.
1: Callum is very affected by this. He tries to save Connor to no avail. Sophie stays for the moment at least.
2: I'm glad she stays. They are not right together. They do not belong together. Connor's actions afterwards prove that. And good for her for trying.
1: Nevertheless, we have a quiet night at the villa.
2: A somber mood falls over the villa.
1: Yes, a somber mood, a quiet night. Sophie is crying at the mirror, taking her makeup off, being comforted by Shauna.
2: Yeah, according to Shauna, Sophie never has to put makeup on again, because now she's like found and lost her love, so she can just recuperate makeupless.
1: It's all very, very strange.
2: There's another conversation, though, going on that's, I think, more important.
1: Well, before we leave them, I just wanted to note that I thought it was really gutting when Shauna basically tells Sophie that the reason they kept her and dumped Connor is because Connor was falling in love with her and he had real strong feelings for her and that's why they got rid of him. If I were Sophie hearing that, I would just be so floored by someone saying that to me. I, I think it's really awful what, what Shauna says.
2: What should they have done? What should, I'm not saying
1: that they necessarily did the wrong thing. I just think Shauna should not have said that to her. Okay, fair that enough. That was really mean. I mean, I, it, and, she, and while she's comforting her, that was it was gross, I thought.
2: I don't know if she meant that to be mean.
1: Yeah, but I just, I think that Shauna is so self-centered. Yes. That... She doesn't understand how her words are coming across. I thought it was gross, like I said. And it's funny because what, the first time we watched this season, I was very Team Shauna. And even going into the, watching this rewatch, I was very Team Shauna. And now I'm uh, having second thoughts.
2: Yeah, I'm a little disappointed in her.
1: So the other conversation that's going on.
2: So, Shawne'es, Leanne, Jess, and Rebecca... First of all, it's weird to see Shanice and Rebecca commiserating together, considering all of the bad blood between them. But we'll get there in a second. Leanne is foreshadowing something big. And we see that on The Next on. So it's not like a spoiler. Leanne is talking about how she doesn't want to waste any more time with somebody she doesn't like. Anybody could be gone. And so we've seen behavior from Leanne before about not really knowing her true feelings about Mike. And I think she's coming to a conclusion. And I didn't remember this being the motivating event for her making a final decision.
1: Yep, it's coming. It's strategically pretty stupid, but it's clear that she is not feeling Mike. It's been kind of clear, right?
2: Yeah, but she's the queen and mixed signals with him, unfortunately. Right. For both of them.
1: So night falls back. It's a sad bedtime at the villa.
2: A somber mood has fallen over everybody and a desolate Sophie. Desolate? It's more like an island, right?
1: Yeah, I don't think desolate is the word you want there.
2: Well, a Sophie and a Callum, you can use your own adjectives, are commiserating. And they both look really sad. And I think it's a sweet moment that they're there for each other because nobody else really understands or cares How, especially how Callum feels. Sophie's gotten all the girls rallied around Sophie when she was crying right after he left. And the only person who went over to Callum was Nas.
1: I imagine the guys might have gone over there and they just didn't show it. But yeah, we only see Nas comforting him. You're right.
2: I don't think the guys might have seen any reason to go over there. Callum's a sensitive sort. I like that. And so then, of course, we get to the uh, infrared shots, night vision goggles. Right. Yes. And, you know, I don't know why Shawnice isn't sleeping. I think she's just probably like lusting over Luke T. But Sophie looks like she's keeping herself awake. And if that's not the most pathetic thing, I don't know what is.
1: Well, remember, Shawnice and Connor were in a friendship couple. Shawnice would not be on the show if Connor hadn't saved her two recouplings ago, right?
2: Fair enough, but I didn't think they had that much of a relationship where she'd be brokenhearted about him leaving.
1: I don't know. I think that they were friends, and I think that on top of the fact that uh, she doesn't get to be with Luke T, I think I can see why Shaunice is like that.
2: I know why it is. Because she and Nas thought that they were going home, but instead, Connor and Sophie were in that position. Shaunice and Nas knew they were getting voted off, and they didn't. And I think maybe that's why Shaunice is bugging a little bit.
1: Yeah, that could also be part of it. Because I
2: I really think Nas would have been saved over her.
1: I agree 100% to use a shawnee
2: Oh, she even threw a 100% in the sad huddle of picking. I know. I thought that was funny. A very sad 100%.
1: Yeah. But. that That was actually very funny. She
2: got one in there nonetheless. So now we're at the morning. Morning happens. And what morning is this?
1: We're now in the 16th day of Love Island. We've had a couple of off days so far.
2: Yeah, Sophie gets a receiving line in bed. Shauna climbs in and then a bunch of people. I didn't write the who down who.
1: Again, I just, Shauna kind of gross for in this scene again. I just, I think she's overdoing it. I do not like, do not like. And now we're back outdoors. We see just and Shawnee's talking a little bit. Jess encourages Shawnice to go pull Rebecca for a little three-way parlay. Ew. No, like a three-person conversation. Come on. Get your mind out of the gutter.
2: Yeah. First of all, Jess tells Shawnice that this situation with Connor makes her situation look minor. And Jess does it in a nice enough way. But I don't think that was a very nice thing to say.
1: I don't know. I think she meant that there are bigger things than the little fights that they're getting into because ultimately they all want to stay in the villa so they can become famous social media influencers, right?
2: I thought it was good that they went and got Rebecca. Rebecca was a total bitch about it because she's the worst Rebecca.
1: But she does really try to apologize sincerely and she does a decent job, I think.
2: Thanks for interrupting breakfast.
1: Is that what she says? Yeah.
2: <gasps> bitch! That's funny. Jess calls them both back down to Earth. He has been there less than 24 hours, and they did already agree that they would both hang out with him and they would both see how it goes. So in that sense, I totally agree with Jess. But I don't think it's about him, and I think reducing it to the argument that it's over him kind of avoids the point, but I also don't think they need to keep dragging it on. I just want to make it clear that it wasn't about Luke T at all.
1: No, it's not about Luke T. It's about the two of them and their relationship and... and. Uh, I mean, the two of them being, of course, Rebecca and Shawnice. I think Jess is really just trying to get them to move forward. Now, is this the first time that we see Jess acting as a conflict mediator in the villa?
2: I thought there was one time already.
1: Well, I don't think she was acting as a mediator earlier. I think what we've seen from her so far is that she's been an effective agent for her sister, right? Didn't we see that early on? But I don't think we've seen her really try to be the neutral arbiter between two feuding parties.
2: She has. She's already stepped in with Rebecca and Shawnee numerous times.
1: Oh, really? Her, okay. and
2: Le- her and Leanne tried to tell Rebecca why she was upset, and Rebecca got all annoyed about that. Jess has been the broker in a number of Rebecca and Shawnee's conversations.
1: I thought that was Paige and Leanne, but in any case. So, yeah, Jess is... It
2: fir- might have been Paige and Leanne, but in Jess definitely way. got her nose in there, too.
1: Yeah, so in any case, Jess is very much establishing her role as the house's mediator. And then we've got a text.
2: We got the nasty mouth-to-mouth food game.
1: Yeah, and this year we're combining it with sitting in grocery carts, and it's the Getting trolleyed Challenge. Yum, yum, yum. A variation on the food-mouth exchange game. Is this the turning point for Leanne?
2: I mean, this wouldn't put me on or off mic. It just puts me off the show. How do they do this? And for no prize. I don't even want to talk about Leanne. I want to talk about this and COVID and mono. Well, mostly COVID.
1: I, I think the fact that they don't give them prizes anymore in the challenges is just ridiculous. Because how? why would anybody do this if there's no reward? Ugh, disgusting. They
2: must be contractually... Mandated.
1: They must be obligated to do it. Callum and Shauna win. And I would also say that Nas and Shanice seem to do a pretty good job. They had some some nice mouthfuls of yogurt and other gross crap.
2: I don't have any notes on this because I literally couldn't watch. The one thing I noted is that, and this is a minor spoiler here, we get our first fan. I can't even do it justice. But Paige yells that through the entire part of the show that she is on.
1: Part of the challenge? Maybe? Well, no, I
2: know. Yeah. I'm saying the rest of season six that she is on. I'm not oh, going to yeah. say where she gets off in case you don't know, but there is a lot of FAN to come.
1: That is true. So thankfully, that challenge ends. Though Luke Teed does not look to have washed his face afterward, which is so disgusting.
2: And I just want to add, it ends in a bop. I liked The Juice by Lizzo. That was fun. I'm still dancing to that.
1: This episode opened with a song that I really like, the next episode by Dr. Dre featuring Snoop Dogg and, is it Nate Dogg as well?
2: It's always Nate Dogg.
1: Yeah. From The Chronic 2000. That was the opening. The, the music on Love Island. 2001. Uh, yeah, Crying 2001. The, the music on Love Island gets better and better every season, right? Season six, the music is great. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. banging. The music from earlier seasons is horrible. Oh, man. So.
2: Dirty Luke T. So
1: we see Dirty Luke T and Rebecca. They got some good banter going on. But meanwhile, the girls are having a little chat of their own. I actually
2: was only watching the Luke T and Rebecca chat. I wrote nothing about the girls.
1: Well, the girls are telling Shanice to go graft.
2: Oh, I don't know. I missed that. I was watching Luke T and Rebecca the whole time. I like how they talk about being low pressure and how he's not going to get down on one knee and propose but he's also kind of full on. And that is exactly how he has already been behaving with Shawnees. They have talked about marriage and kids and him taking her last name. I'm like, no, of course he's not getting down on one knee for you, Rebecca. He's waiting for Shawnees.
1: Yeah, they do have good banter, but Luke T and Shawnees, I think, have a better rapport, right? He seems to really like her.
2: He gets her. Rebecca is a fun, pretty girl, you know, most people would get along with Rebecca. Most people would like a date with her. But Luke T. sees Shawnee's Shawnee-city.
1: He sees Shawnee's Shawnee-city. I love that.
2: Oh, he like, he's the sweetest. He tells her, look, I'm coupled up with Rebecca. I'm going to have to spend more time with her, including in bed. So I think I'm just going to have to spend more time with you, too. Oh. Yep. And talking about Disney princesses.
1: While well, he's got dried gross food mixture on his chin and his neck and his chest that's really really lovely and then we get a text we got a text nas gets the text to be more specific we've got two new people entering the villa wallace and demi
2: yeah and demi is kind of the last major character that we're missing so
1: yeah hey that's that's veering into spoiler Territory, but yeah, she is really the last major character, I think, to, to enter the villa. Yeah, right?
2: We'll figure it out later.
1: We'll figure it out later. So, enter Demi and Wallace. They've got some dates, the Love Island tradition of the starter main dessert dates. Wallace chooses Shawnice, Paige, and Sophie, respectively. Demi chooses Finn, Luke, M, and Nas, respectively. So what do you think about some of these dates?
2: I love that Shaunice got picked for a date via text right in front of Luke T. Yep. And Paige yells, better make your move. That was funny. Yes. And that will also come up later in the episode. I liked when Paige got picked and Finn goes, fuck you, Wallace. And then Finn gets picked, immediately goes to reassure Paige. Don't worry, I'm a shit cook. But Paige is fuming as usual. Paige has a real bug up her butt. This yeah, episode. who would
1: have predicted that?
2: Nobody. And then everybody is super happy for Sophie and Nas, which I really love. And Nas says, I got picked for the one thing I'm shit at. And is that cooking or dating?
1: I think it's eating dessert.
2: I mean, that's not so hard
1: that's what he was saying he's just he gets really like it's ice cream around his face and i think he said he's allergic to chocolate he's just not a good dessert guy
2: he likes sauce though
1: yeah he does like sauce
2: maybe tomato i don't know yeah pesto
1: a really good like pesto sundae i could i could get down on that
2: i guess if you did it right it could be interesting
1: yeah i'm i was actually kidding at first but now that i think about it i probably would not put any like pecorino or parmesan cheese in it but i would think like herbs and maybe even some pine nuts and that could be good
2: i was just thinking about the sriracha ice cream from the chinatown ice cream factory
1: yeah that was weird it was okay i just wouldn't eat a whole one
2: yeah it was a lot but it was cool that's yeah. a good place you should go there if you live in new york or yeah in new york
1: they're not sponsoring us but yeah the chinatown ice cream factory in chinatown is really delicious
2: Mm, delicious. We used to live
1: walking distance from it.
2: I know. So now we're getting ready for the dates, and Paige and Finn are bickering again.
1: Surprise, surprise. He
2: wears a shirt. Apparently she does not approve of the shirt. Apparently the shirt is too handsome, because she snipes at him. Two can play this game. My boobs are gonna hit my chin. Which, by the way, does not happen. She looks perfectly nice in the dress she chooses, but There was no sluttery evidenced. She has too many feelings and she has some serious jealousy issues. And Finn is a freaking saint puppy man.
1: Yep. The puppy man who is obsessed with sucking on feet. Ew. It's true. I know. It's true. We get to the dates themselves. Demi and Wallace physically enter the villa finally.
2: And Demi looks like a femme fatale. She looks like a man killer, which is so funny considering who she turns out to be. Yeah,
1: then she opens her mouth.
2: And she's just like this goofy, giggly ball of silly. I love her.
1: Right. So unexpected. What a great contrast. I love how Shawnice pulls Wallace's chair out. Yes. Right?
2: Yes. Talk about a 180 on Shawnice, man. She's now one of my favorites. I always liked watching her because she was so awful and ridiculous before, but I can't get over the total 180 I have made over the last like three episodes.
1: No, it is. It's crazy how quickly she goes from being a heel to a face and really Rebecca I think does that for her in a pretty big way. It makes her very sympathetic.
2: She also knocks her down a few pegs too. She was kind of she was treating us like her shit didn't stink and I think being put in her place a couple times was good for her ultimately. Yeah. Just like Amber grew in season 5 and other people grew in other seasons.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree with all of that. And before the dates actually start while the While the Islanders are preparing the appetizer, Demi and Wallace have a little chat. I thought it was very funny when Demi says, everyone is sexy here, even the girls.
2: That was cute. Wallace had nothing to say. I can already tell why Wallace doesn't last. Wallace is boring. He's sitting with two of the most outgoing, bubbly women in the show. Both Demi, where it's not supposed to be romantic, and Shawnice, where it is. And he is boring with both of them. Yeah, even Connor with a G with Sophie came out of his shell and was very like funny and had a personality. And I know that the, some of the Scottish people are more Wally, but I don't think he's Wally. I know think- he's
1: Wall-us. Wall-us.
2: <laughs> Boom. And Gromit. Oh, they love I wouldn't even mention all the Wallace and Gromit jokes.
1: Yeah, they think his name is really stupid because it's an old man name and also from the Wallace and Gromit thing.
2: Which is based in Bristol, as you may have learned from our previous shows.
1: Yes. If you haven't heard that one, go back and listen to our deep dive on Bristol. It's, it's actually a pretty good one, I think. Thank you. Well, we both did it, but yeah, it was a good one.
2: Yeah, I did a lot of it.
1: You did. You... I did
2: the good part, and you did the other part.
1: I did the more interesting, funny part, and you did the more kind of factual part, right?
2: Are you saying it was neither interesting nor funny?
1: No, yours was like the educational part, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, but it should still be entertaining. Well,
1: yeah, I guess I'll I'll go back and listen to it.
2: We did it together, but mostly me.
1: Yeah. Okay. Mostly you you get the credit.
2: Mostly me.
1: So their starter, prawns and mushrooms with garlic and herbs on toast.
2: On buttered toast. Whose idea was that?
1: I actually think it sounds a little weird because I don't know if I've ever had prawns and mushrooms together, but it could be good.
2: Well, also, neither of those two foods are very appealing to me. So I'll just take the garlic butter toast.
1: Yes, that's true. I I love all that stuff.
2: I mean, I guess I would deal with the mushrooms, depending. But honestly, I don't really want to eat anything 95% of the Islanders make. Every now and then there's one of them who can cook. But most of the time, like I would eat Jamie Jewett's food, I think.
1: Jamie Jewett's food?
2: From season three, yeah.
1: Why? What is he, Is he known as a good cook or something?
2: No, but when he cooked, he looked like he knew how to cook.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, there have been a couple times where the people have done a pretty decent job. Yeah, I'm not seen. talking
2: about like he's a restaurant guy. I'm just talking yeah. about like he he's a home cook who looks comfortable in front of a stove.
1: Sure. So the appetizers are being Gross. eaten. <laughs> They're being eaten. Gross. And we get a quick cutaway. To Mike, Callum, Luke T talking. Luke T's a little nervous. Yeah. Is Wallace going to force him to make a decision?
2: Yeah, he was all bragging. Oh, I had no pressure before Wallace. Poor baby. That was a minor ding in his likability for me. But he doesn't really deserve that because he loves Shawnees. He loves Shawnees. And I love it. I didn't think I was going to get this excited over them this time around, but I am super into it.
1: I'm so glad. So glad. So Paige is also getting herself super worked up. She can't hear the conversation, but she is convinced that Finn is now going to leave her for Demi.
2: It was a very giggly conversation. It was completely ridiculous. That's just their personalities. I don't think Finn and Demi would ever be together because they need, some, they need somebody more serious, I think, to balance them out. And yeah. Paige is still funny and bubbly, but...
1: Well, Demi's basically just like that with everybody, so...
2: Demi's kind of a puppy girl.
1: And he's the puppy boy, and so... And so you
2: can't make puppies because they're too young. You need, you know, bitches, and...
1: And Paige is a bitch.
2: Paige is a bitch. I love Paige. Unlike Shauna, who has really tanked herself in my eyes, Paige is still exactly who I remember her as.
1: No, I, I still really like Paige. Okay. Shauna, as you know, I'm now having some uh, mixed feelings about. Um, so... That's where we get the cutoff. We don't see the main course. We don't see the dessert. But we have a crazy preview where we see Nas and Demi flirting pretty hard. And Ew,
2: it was so bad. Why would you tell Demi that you don't really go for redheads? There's another thing he's shit at.
1: Well, you know, he does say that she's gorgeous right afterwards, so.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's a terrible neg.
1: <laughs> yeah, terrible neg there. And then we really see Leanne dumping Mike as a... This preview, essentially.
2: Leanne gets the ick.
1: Yeah. So they've told us already Leanne is dumping Mike, right? So. Yeah.
2: I got to give Love Island credit. It's really exposed me to a number of phrases that so perfectly encapsulate what they mean. Is there anything better than Dick sand? I think not. Well, I mean, not being in it. I just really like the phrase. And I also really like, oh, my days. Yep. And getting the ick.
1: Getting the ick.
2: Have you ever gotten the ick? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: I've gotten the ick. I now remember probably when I was you know, really young, like 18, 19, you know, might ho- hook up with a girl once or twice. And then it's like, I actually don't like this person.
2: Yeah. Anywho, now it's time.
1: And now it's time for a word from our sponsor.
0: Hi, I'm Bronwyn Tool. But I guess you know that already. We've been through some pretty tough times together. First, there was 9-11, then the Great Recession, and then the ham shortage of 2014. I proudly led the Lunch Council through those tough times with your help. But I'm not here to rest on my laurels. I'm here for lunch. Since the onset of the global coronavirus pandemic, Lunch has suffered like no other time in its history, going all the way back to the dawn of the Industrial Revolution. I believe that with my experienced leadership, lunch will not only recover, we will be stronger than ever. So when you step into that voting booth this June, ask yourself, who do I trust to put lunch back on the table?
1: This message has been paid for by Bronwyn Tool for first chairperson of the lunch council. Bronwyn Tool, sandwiches made, promises
0: kept. My name is Bronwyn Tool, and I approve this message.
1: Alright, I am very confused right now. So, so is the lunch council like a city council? Like, you, you run for the lunch council?
2: Is it a town called Lunch? I am, Maybe it's a town called Lunch.
1: I am super confused about why they are buying advertising on our show. That is the other weird thing about this.
2: Well, they know we like to eat.
1: And who are the voters? Who is voting for the, what was it, first chairperson of the lunch council?
2: The people in the town of Lunch, Lunchopolis. Lunch Ladyland!
1: This is... This is so weird. Like the, the lunch council, the breakfast board.
2: I thought what, it was the breakfast association.
1: I don't know. But then there was the the return to supper committee. This is this what? Is out of hand. What is going on? Who is running against Bronwyn Tool? Why are we getting campaign ads? Hey, you know what, Lunch Council.
2: You know what, people? If you could donate to our Patreon, we wouldn't have to put shit like this in our show. We would much rather be user-sponsored. But since you all are a bunch of cheap bastards, we have to put out this nonsense. So do us a favor. Throw us two bucks a month. You won't miss it. And your ears will be happier.
1: And that was a uh, a very aggressive plug for Patreon.com/slash/littlebitleaveit. Starting at two dollars per month, you get bonus content with every single episode. At five dollars per month, you're part of the Do Bits Society, and you get to join the Discord. You get the bonus episodes. You get all kinds of fun stuff. It is so fun. Did I mention that it's fun? Okay.
2: Yeah, we're getting really bored just talking to each other on Discord. So if you want to, although if you want to talk to us for free, just look for us on the Twitter.
1: Yeah. Uh, you can follow me at LBLI Podcast. You can follow back at LBLI Peng, as in sort. Peng Sort.
2: Okay. I didn't want them to think it was just LBLI Peng. It's LBLI Peng. Oh, it is, isn't
1: it? It is LBLI Peng. <laughs> okay. You don't even know your own Twitter handle. This is ridiculous. No,
2: because one of them is from discord anyway sorry y'all okay. i'm not that funny on there anyway yeah
1: i'm the twitter person that's that's funny right? i
2: just started an instagram though
1: all right follow us on instagram I too have,
2: we have five followers one of the sex bots unfollowed we have two real people and three sex bots all as right. far as i can tell so you could be the next sex bot go on instagram
1: and be a sex bot okay so let's do the D
2: de- little bit leave it podcast
1: Little Bit Leave It podcast on Instagram. We welcome all sex bots. And now it's time to do our deep dive. Today we are doing a deep dive into the Piper Hume clan, which is Sophie's family.
2: And why are we doing that? That seems weird.
1: It does seem a little weird, but. If you were British, you would know that Sophie is part of a famous reality family, uh, which has really started with her older sister, who is about nine or ten years older than her. So Sophie is part of the tradition of islanders who have famous relatives. Uh, So that would include Scott from season two, whose brother was already a famous reality TV personality, Danny Dyer, of course, whose father is an actor, Tommy Fury, whose brother was a famous or is a famous boxer. Sophie has a famous sister. Her sister is Rochelle Humes. nay Wiseman. So they're half siblings. Are
2: they, they Jewish?
1: Uh, I don't know if Rochelle is half Jewish. It might be Wiseman does sound like a Jewish name. It's also the name of uh, the curious George. Dr. Wiseman, right? Yeah,
2: adding a little uh, diversity, Curious George. We love it. Dr. Wiseman is a black female scientist.
1: That is correct, at least in the TV show. I think he's an old white dude in the original books from the 1950s. They're
2: all old white dudes in the books from the 50s.
1: Those books, by the way, are kind of disturbing in some ways. The one where he goes to the hospital and they're the kids with polio. It's really, ooh, it's a little much. They're also 90 pages long.
2: I like them. We like them. I I still see the problems with them. I'm not absolving them of the problems, but some of them are harmless and cute.
1: I hate them. I
2: won't read the original anymore.
1: Yeah, I I hate all of them. In any case, Rochelle Humes first became famous as a pop singer in girl groups. First, there was something called S Club 8, which is... Back it up. Let's back it up, because this is actually connected to the larger web and history of British reality TV. This all goes back to this guy named Simon Fuller, who was a famous manager of artists and entertainers. He managed Annie Lennox. He managed a lot of famous people, but he really became famous for managing the Spice Girls. So the Spice Girls fired him and he created a new teen pop group called S Club 7.
2: I remember them. I didn't like listen to them, but I remember their existence. What year was that?
1: Oh, that would have been in 1997.
2: Yeah, okay. So I was too old for that nonsense, but I definitely semi-unironically liked the Spice Girls. Definitely partially ironically, but they were fun.
1: And then around this time, he also created a little show called Pop Idol. Its US version is a little something called American Idol. So Simon Fuller has had a pretty big impact on pop culture. And Sophie, as we will see, is just a couple degrees of separation away. So he created this teen pop group called S Club Seven, which was really more like kids music than music for teens. I mean, It's awful. Yeah, it's terrible. If you're over 10 or 11...
2: It will hurt. It will physically hurt your ears.
1: Yeah. It was a pop phenomenon, though, in the UK. And they had a TV show that even was aired in the United States, I think, on ABC Family.
2: Maybe that's why I remember him.
1: Maybe. The premise of the show was that the fictionalized versions of the characters of the kids were going around different u.s cities so the first season is in miami then they did two seasons in la then they finally did a fourth season actually in in barcelona spain so they had multiple successful tours and eventually a movie but rochelle was not part of that group she was a part of the follow-up group which was groomed to be the successor so when those kids aged out that there would be another kid oriented pop group ready to make a bunch more sales. And so that group was called S Club 8 after S Club 7.
2: How creative.
1: Yeah. Well, originally they were actually called S Club Juniors and it was formed through a televised talent search. And that's where Rochelle comes in. So Rochelle was selected one out of eight of the winners out of you know thousands and thousands of kids who were applying to be in a pop group. And when I say kids, I mean, they are kids. They look like they're 10 years old, but they were not nearly as successful as the S Club 7. They had two albums. One is the S Club Juniors. One is S Club 8. The first one went platinum. So in the United States, how many records do you have to sell to go platinum? A million? Yeah, a million. How many do you think you have to sell in the UK to go platinum in the UK? 30. No, a little more than 30. A hundred. Let's get serious.
2: All right, um, 10,000.
1: Come on, up versus a million?
2: 100,000.
1: 300,000. That's it? Yeah, you have to sell 300,000 copies to go platinum, but their second album only sold 60,000 albums in the UK. They also had a TV show, but it only lasted one season, not four seasons. So interestingly, they also brought in five other child actors to fill out the cast. Cause I guess the S club eight just didn't have the dynamic personalities like S club seven and who else was in their show called I dream. Do you know? He's a famous actor. He is an older actor. He's had a lot of famous TV roles going back to the seventies and also uh, has been in a lot of films. He has played some eccentric scientist types and crazy people
2: Russell Crowe
1: nope older
2: Christopher Lloyd
1: yep Christopher Lloyd is in the one season of I dream which is a TV show about a group of kids who are at like a performing arts school and they're all trying to find their talents or something like that and it's in Barcelona
2: that is so
1: weird yeah that is so weird Yeah, it is weird. I think it's in Barcelona. I know the last season of the S Club 7 show was in Barcelona. I think that one was also, but honestly, I could be wrong. I I read a lot about all this stuff in the course of like a couple hours today. So back to Rochelle, who does not have a single solo performance in the entire 13 episode run of I Dream. After the group disbanded, she became a TV personality And was on a show called Smile for a couple of years. And then she got into a more grown-up pop group, meaning one actually oriented toward teens, called The Saturdays. And she was in that group for six or seven years. They had one number one hit. They had a reality show on the E! Network called Chasing The Saturdays about their effort to gain traction in the United States. Spoiler alert, they didn't. And that number one hit was called What About Us?, and that didn't happen till the end of their time together. It was part of the soundtrack to their TV show. It was featuring an artist who, Beck, you called him the British Pitbull.
2: Oh, Sean Paul.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sean Paul, but
2: that's that's minimizing him because I like Sean Paul about ten times better than Pitbull.
1: Yeah, he's way better than Pitbull. I would agree. And then she became very popular on some panel style shows, which I guess that's a format of TV show that we don't really have that much in the United States, but is very popular in the, U- in the UK. What do you
2: mean panel TV shows?
1: Basically, they have
2: like The View, different like-
1: personalities, and they kind of do quizzes and games. It's almost like that game night show, maybe a little bit. Remember okay. that that game night show that was on with yeah. celebrities playing games and stuff. So it's like they get a bunch of celebrities together and,
2: and do silly things
1: and yeah. And have discussions and play games.
2: I feel things. like they do that. Like the view, isn't that like the view? I guess they're a little bit more serious, but only marginally.
1: Yeah. And it's also kind of like a talk show a
2: today show. Right. We've got it's- some of that stuff.
1: Yeah, well, morning...
2: Red Table Talk is a big one.
1: I think, yeah, they're kind of related to morning shows. They're almost like a segment on a morning show, but stretched out to like a full half hour. And they have very low production costs. So I was wondering, maybe part of the reason you see a lot of those in the UK is that the overall... Budgets available for TV production are probably lower there.
2: Or they're all taken up by Love Island. Yeah,
1: it's all taken up by Love Island. Exactly. So she's on a show called Sweat the Small Stuff, and then she married a guy from a boy band. His name is Marvin Humes, and that's why she is now Rochelle Humes. She currently is the co-host with her husband of a music game show called The Hit List. She's also the co-host of Ninja Warrior UK. What? And the after show to The X Factor called The Extra Factor.
2: Wow, she's just all over the place. Who else used to host The Extra Factor?
1: Who else?
2: Caroline Flack.
1: Caroline Flack. And most excitedly, though, she's also the voice of a trumpet on Teletubbies.
2: That's really cute.
1: Yes. And there is one more sister, the long lost Lily Piper. Yes, long lost for 23 years until she was reunited with her sisters by none other than... Kem! That's right! The winner of season three, Kem Setne, and the host of Love Island Morning After or something like that. And he's a TV presenter now.
2: Do you think we could get Kem on our show? (laughs) <laughs>
1: he, he's our dream guest i think
2: him and chelsea peretti and seanice yeah. i would love to have seanice on
1: so lily has the same dad as sophie and Rochelle, but a different mom than both of them and i believe sophie and Rochelle are actually only half sisters as well so correct they're all half sisters through their father
2: Rochelle has another half sister too From her mom, Emily. Wow. Yeah, it's a big family. There's a brother. And there's Jake.
1: Yeah, Jake. There's a lot of Pipers.
2: Humeses.
1: Pipers, Humeses, and so forth.
2: Yeah, so Kem. Let's talk about Kem.
1: Let's talk about Kem.
2: In 2017, Yes. Rochelle Humes was at a party, a Christmas party thrown by her management company, and Kem was at the same party. And according to Rochelle Humes herself on a parenting podcast that I did not write down the name of, like Happy Baby, Happy Mom or something, he said to her, I got to talk to you. As soon as I became a celeb, I promised my friend Lily that I would talk to you as she's your sister on your dad's side.
1: Your sister on your dad's side. Yeah. And they had seen each other. They had met once, I believe.
2: When Rochelle was five.
1: When Rochelle was five. Yes. So she is older than Sophie then, Lily.
2: Yes. yes, Lily's in the middle sister.
1: But Sophie and Rochelle knew each other.
2: Yes, they did not grow up with each other, but they grew up knowing each other. Okay. So, Kem asked Rochelle if he could give her number to Lily, and they started talking. And then they went out to dinner, and apparently Rochelle was really nervous. She actually didn't even answer Lily's text until the next day, or the WhatsApp, or whatever. So, they went out to dinner. Lily, Rochelle, Sophie jake and Michelle hume's husband marvin and basically it was sister love at first sight marvin asked oh my god there's another one of you yeah and now they take lots of pictures on the gram they together. all go
1: to dubai together or ibiza and party during and they, the pandemic and right? they look alike and they all look alike and they all party during the pandemic together it's a fantastic story
2: it's a piper thing you wouldn't understand
1: you wouldn't understand. It's for work. They're third-rate Kardashian Jenner ripoffs, right?
2: That's sort of funny. I like them better than the Kardashian Jenners, I think. Oh yeah, of course. Actually, that's not even true because I don't know spit about them and their yeah. outside life. And it's true,
1: I don't really know anything about them either.
2: I only know a little bit about the Kardashians because we live in the U.S. and you right. know when they do a thing, it, the headlines. Eventually, make their way across your eyeballs, even when your eyeballs weren't asking for it.
1: But the context, I think, is important because Sophie is related to all of this tabloid stuff and girl group stuff. Oh, okay. And so.
2: Are we done with them?
1: And we're done with the Sophie Piper family tree. Family tree. Yes. We're done.
2: Okay. That was more than we needed to know, but here we are. Let's talk culture shock.
1: Culture shock.
2: All
1: right. What do you got for us?
2: I only have one. Um, Nas mentions a Nectar card.
1: What is a Nectar card?
2: I thought it was like a Subway card, but then I remembered that's the Oyster card. Yep. So the Nectar card collects loyalty points from a bunch of different popular stores in the UK, like Sainsbury's.
1: And what do you do with them?
2: I guess you trade in points and get stuff.
1: Okay. I actually
2: only looked at the Google description. I didn't even click on any links. I was just like, oh, it's a rewards card. Yeah,
1: you don't even want to click on those links because the next thing you know, you've got like you're signed up for one and there's pop-up ads.
2: And you're ordering things from British grocery stores. Right. (laughs) With like a 10-pound shipping fee.
1: Yeah, we we don't need that in our lives. And
2: you buy it anyway.
1: And you buy it anyway. Because
2: you're a bad person and you should be ashamed of yourself.
1: So no good slang this week. So I think it's time to move into
2: the TNA report. TNA report. Not much and not great.
1: Not much and not great. So what what do you got?
2: I'm such an asshole. So for my first one, I have an F minus. Page during date night in pink dress. Boobs are in normal place. They were not up to her chin as she threatened Finn.
1: Yeah. So what? That's a negative?
2: Eh, I mean, not a negative. I'm not like a perv. I just it was a fashion negative. F minus Nas's date shirt with all the ugly rectangly things. Apparently, dressing for a date is another thing he shit
1: at. Yep.
2: And F plus,
1: again, F stands for fashion, yes, because I was very confused about this when I was like, this, she is just so harsh on all of these people, giving them all F's.
2: Okay, so the F plus, Demi looks banging. Yeah, when Demi she walks does in. look
1: good. That's just a-
2: everything. Her hair is all red and bouncy. She's wearing a, a really nice dress that suits her. She looks pretty. She's got swag. She's got sauce.
1: Yeah. Who else has got sauce?
2: I don't know. Nas thinks he has sauce, but the test has not been passed.
1: Nas has too much sauce. That's his problem.
2: But she's super into him. Yeah. So I want to see Nas's sauce get spread all over her with her consent.
1: They're going to get very saucy together.
2: And she's just so funny. She's so cute and giggly. I'm sure it's going to get annoying in a few weeks, but right now I, I really enjoy her. So... With that being said,
1: with that being said,
2: there's only one thing left to
1: do. Uh Oh, it's time to rank the couples. Oh, yeah. This week we are going to go from what do you think?
2: Bottom, bottom, to, bottom top. to top. Nobody yeah. really won this week.
1: In the basement. N- number eight. All by herself. We've got Shauna.
2: Yeah, Shauna was a bad girl this week.
1: Yeah, Shauna, we're really disappointed in you this week, and we are not even putting you with Callum. At number seven, we've got
2: Mike and Leanne. They're going to break up. It's really hard to consider them a couple when they're shown to be breaking up next time. So it's no offense to either of them personally, but Mike and Leanne, womp womp.
1: No, what's really shocking is that Shauna is beneath them somehow.
2: Well, that's you, and I'm fine with that.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I'm I, fine with, with Shauna being on the bottom, too. I Yeah. Number six, Paige and Finn.
2: Yeah, she brings him down because she is just acting so bananas.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Stress cadet, insecure, but jealous. To be,
2: but to be fair, Miss Piggy behaves like that, too. Yep. So, like, it's just fulfilling the hot Miss Piggy destiny. Yes. I can just see her. Hi-ya! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Kirby exactly Finley, finley
1: fan
2: oh my finley okay (laughs) anyway
1: yeah number five demi and wallace
2: just for entering
1: yeah they look good they're right in the middle like
2: her don't remember him
1: yeah fairly neutral there, right in the middle number four we've got jess and luke m
2: just because they didn't do anything negative and she did help broker peace so luke m is just going for the ride
1: Yep, yep. You can
2: cook a stir fry, he said. You know, does that give him points?
1: No, stir fry is basic.
2: I can cook a stir fry.
1: Number three, we've got...
2: Rebecca and Luke T. separately together.
1: What do you mean by that?
2: Rebecca had a good episode because she made peace with Shawnice. And Luke T. revealed his true heart to the guys. So they didn't didn't accomplish those things as a couple, though.
1: He revealed his true heart, did he? Ew. (laughs) That's
2: enough of that. No, so like they didn't accomplish those things as a couple, but they both did a good job enough to be ranked third.
1: Okay, I buy it. At number two, I think we've got a very similar situation with... Callum and Sophie, all the way up at number two. We've got them coupled up together because...
2: They're being sad buddies, and that's nice.
1: Yeah, why not? Let's put them together. Let's put them all the way up at number two. They're great. We love them. And they're
2: sad, so let's cheer them up.
1: Yeah. Connor's with them in spirit at number two. He's like a third person, right? Yeah, I
2: think he left one of his teeth behind for them to hold on to. I'll always be in this tooth if you need me.
1: (laughs) If you need me, just rub this tooth. Just rub this too, Sophie. At number one, Shawnice and Nas.
2: Separately, together. Again. Yeah, Shawnice makes peace with Rebecca and wins over Luke T, even if she doesn't know it. And Nas gets a date with a girl who really likes him.
1: Yeah, we're going to see that date on the next episode, but he has a good episode Shaunice has a great episode. Yeah,
2: Nas. Like I said, Nas was the only one who was shown consoling Callum.
1: Yes. It is very, very sad times. And you know what? I'm also
2: sad because I bet Kana with a G would have been there for him, too.
1: Kana with a G was a G, and he would have been there. I agree.
2: I miss him. What the hell?
1: Yeah, I know. He has such a short stay, but such a large Footprint.
2: Ooh, I bet he did have a large footprint. Yeah, no, know,
1: he was like a size 13 shoe. But
2: that's the end of the show, folks. <laughs> you better it doesn't get better. You should go.
1: Thank you once again for listening. If you are a Patreon subscriber, stay tuned because spoils of love is coming up. That's right. Subscribe at patreon.com slash little bit leave it. And, and get... you can
2: pay to have your ears assaulted by this bullshit.
1: Yes, you can pay. And uh, that's how you support the podcast. It is listener supported. It's obviously not ad supported if you didn't get that already.
2: Yeah, the ads are real.
1: Oh, yeah. The ads are real. That's kayfabe.
2: Sorry, please support us because these ads are getting really intense and I'm kind of over it. And I'm really scared of what Ben's going to read next. So please help us
1: yeah bonus content in every episode we've got the discord lots more patreon.com slash a little bit leave it so until next time
2: from Staten island
1: to love island
2: goodbye butter. goodbye